You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Ruthie Fearberg, and this is Why We Theater. The podcast that digs into the onstage works we love to make the offstage change we need. After all, that is Why We Theater. Hello, my beautiful listeners. Uh, how are you? I actually really wish I could hear your reply but I hope you're managing in this world that continues to throw difficult things at us. I am actually just getting over COVID. It seems I couldn't outrun it any longer, but I'm fortunate it was rough and I've been in bed for almost a week, but nothing scary. I'm vaccinated and boosted and grateful for that. It's no surprise that I came down with it at a moment when I was exhausted. So help your immune system help you and remember to always rest. Sleep is important. Hydrate. You can take vitamin C tablets. Wear a mask if you're immunocompromised or if you're in a big group of people and simply don't have time to get sick. Anyway, that's my COVID spiel. But having spent a lot of time sleeping, I had less time to personally vet companion pieces to address lists. For those of you who have already taken a listen to our most recent panel episode, you know that fighting homelessness is a cause I have supported for a few years now. I came to learn about youth homelessness specifically when I was working at Playbill, reporting on the annual Broadway Sleepout, now renamed the Stage and Screen Sleepout. Stephanie J. Block and Sebastian Arcellis, Capathia Jenkins, Darius DeHaas, Audra McDonald, They were all preparing to sleep on the street in the middle of August as a demonstration of solidarity with homeless youth and as a way to raise money to support them through Covenant House. Stephanie, during our interview, told me I should join next year. At the time, I thought I wasn't eligible because while I may work in Broadway, I'm not on Broadway. But the stage and screen sleepout is for anyone connected to this community. And Covenant House also hosts annual sleepouts for different affinity groups, and then there are companies or congregations or what have you that often organize their own. So you can organize your own sleepout by visiting covenanthouse.org or join the annual stage and screen sleepout if you are part of this community. I'll include the link in the show notes. And since starting Why We Theater, I've been searching for a piece of theater that does this issue justice. Rattlestick Playwrights Theater's production of Address List did that. I was so moved by it as a piece of art and as a call to action. I urge you to learn more about the play and ways to create the change from our most recent main episode. 
You'll hear the firsthand account from Shams DeBaron of how he became homeless as a kid after going through the foster care system and how he has dealt with homelessness and being housing insecure his entire life. You'll also hear from Covenant House President Kevin Ryan about the little things and big things you can do to eradicate homelessness because no one should be without a home. For this week's mini episode, I will recommend a few books, some novels, some memoirs that tell stories about homelessness. Due to my own case of COVID, I did not have time to personally read them, but my research led me to them. I'm also happy to say the conditions of those living homeless have popped up more in Shondaland on television as well, where so many can see and learn. But this week, taking a page out of Addressless's book, I want this mini episode to be interactive. So there are three activities to do at home to better emotionally comprehend what it means to be at risk for homelessness and to experience it. Covenant House has an eye-opening online activity called What Would You Do? that puts the plight of homelessness into perspective real fast. The activity shows how homelessness and human trafficking so often become linked, especially for young people. The website walks you through a series of questions, i.e. choices. As the activity so rightly points out, some say these kids just need to make better choices. But what if you don't have any good options? Could you escape trafficking and stay off the streets? So as an example, the very first crossroads reads, mom is addicted to drugs. Dad is abusive. COVID-19 has closed schools. At 18 years old, you need to get away from home, but you've got nowhere to go. Your choices are you can stay in your abusive house or you can decide to leave and spend the night on the streets. What would you do? Visit the link in the show notes because these five minutes that it takes to run through some of these scenarios will truly help you understand how some people become homeless and can get trapped living unhoused. At my first Covenant House sleepout, we did a version of this next one. It's called Losing Your Sense of Self. The following instructions are from Covenant House's resource catalog. Take three small sheets of paper or three post-it notes. Think about physical items that have the greatest meaning to you. It could be a photo album, a piece of jewelry, a guitar. Write down one item on each sheet of paper. Now, imagine that you can no longer live in your home, and it happened very quickly. Many of the young people at Covenant House are fleeing violent situations and have to get out fast. You have to gather as many belongings as you can in a hurry, and you can't take everything with you. Please pick one of the three items you wrote down to leave behind. Crumple up the post-it and put it aside. If you're doing this in a group, take a few minutes to ask people what they lost and how they would feel about losing that item. When you leave your house, you don't immediately have a safe place to go. You bounce around to a few friends' houses, but you don't want to overstay your welcome, and you don't have the funds for a hotel room. You find yourself sleeping outside, and the weather takes a turn for the worst. During a rainstorm, one of your items is ruined. Pick up your two remaining post-its, one in each hand. Now, crumple up the one in your left hand. 
that item has been lost in the storm. Again, if you're with a group, take a few minutes here to discuss. Now you finally make your way to an adult shelter. You're scared as you have heard that it can be dangerous and you are surrounded by people of all ages who you do not know. As you finally get to sleep that night, your final item is stolen. Take your final post-it and crumple it up. How did it feel to lose the items that were most significant to you? Homelessness is not just about losing a roof over your head. It's about losing pieces of your identity. The items you selected are probably items that in many ways show what you value and what makes you who you are. Thinking of it in this way, how would you describe what you lost and its impact? And now the final activity, privilege for sale. I mentioned this one in our main panel episode on address list. This is a stark reality check. Here goes. Privilege for sale. You are going to build a life by purchasing different privileges from the list provided. Each privilege costs $100. The amount you have to spend will be determined by the first letter of your first name. That's right. Luck of the draw, folks. If your first name begins with A or B, you begin with $400. Don't forget to write this down. If your first name begins with C or D, 500. E or F, 600. G, H or I, 700. J or K, 800. L or M, 900. N, O, P, 1,000. Q, R, S, 1,100. T, U, 1,200. And V, W, X, Y, Z, you begin with 1300 Do you know how much you have to start with? Now, when making your decisions, think about the privileges rather than the identities associated with each item. For example, if you opt to purchase identifying as white, it does not necessarily mean you wish to be white. Rather, you desire the privileges that come along with being white. Think about why you are prioritizing some privileges over others and the weight they carry in today's world. For example, what comes with a higher income, education opportunities, societal conformity? Take five to 10 minutes to make your decisions. Pause the podcast after I read the list of privileges. Once you've finished, move on to the reflection questions. I'll read those as well. Every privilege costs $100. There are 20 identity-based privileges and 20 environmental privileges. That's a total of 40 privileges. And even if you were in the highest category, you can't buy them all. So choose wisely. All right, spend until you run out of money. The identity-based privileges are, one, you identify as male. Two, you identify as white. Three, you identify as heterosexual. I hope you're writing these down. Four, You identify as a cisgendered person. Five, you identify as non-Hispanic. Six, you are a U.S. citizen. Seven, you speak English fluently. Eight, you have a high school diploma. Nine, you can read and write at a high school graduate level. Ten, 
You had no children before age 22. 11. You never felt the desire to have a child so that there was someone to love you unconditionally. 12. You are married. 13. You do not use drugs or alcohol to deal with stress. 14. You do not have a mental health diagnosis. 15. You do not have any chronic physical health conditions. 16. You have no juvenile or adult criminal record. 17. You are not considered intellectually deficient. 18. You know how to navigate systems, educational, health, legal, financial, etc. 19. You can find a job that pays above minimum wage. 20. You never had to trade sex for food or shelter. Take a pause, rewind, write all those 20 down if you need to. We're not going to have you choose your privileges to buy until we get to the end of the second list. All right, environmental privileges. One, you grew up in a two-parent household. Two, none of your parents have ever been incarcerated. Three, neither of your parents have struggled with addiction. Four, you never lost a loved one to an act of violence. Five, neither of your parents has an untreated mental health diagnosis. Six, the household income of your family of origin exceeded $24,000 per year. Seven, you have never experienced physical abuse. Eight, you have never been a victim of sexual abuse or assault. Nine, you were never a victim of human trafficking. Ten, you have never been the victim of identity theft or fraud. Eleven, you have never been the victim of racism. Twelve, you have never been the victim of sexism. Thirteen, you have never been the victim of homophobia. Fourteen, you don't fear interactions with the police due to your identities or appearance. Fifteen, work or walk down a public street without the fear of sexual harassment or harm. Sixteen, you went to school and felt safe in your environment. Seventeen, you were never a victim of domestic violence. Eighteen, you did not grow up in a home where domestic violence took place. Nineteen, you never spent time in the child welfare system. Twenty, you never were rejected by your family or church for who you loved. So, for example... My name is Ruthie, begins with the letter R. That means I begin with $1,100, which is on the higher scale. I get to buy 11 privileges of the 40 I just listed. So for example, if I buy you are a U.S. citizen, I enjoy all of the privileges that come with being a U.S. citizen. Take some time, pause it, rewind choose your privileges. And now, I hope you did this with someone, but even if you didn't, just do some self-reflection. How did you go about choosing your privileges? What is the privilege you purchased that feels most significant and why? Did you select more environmental or identity-based privileges? 
And do you think that that means that one is more advantageous than the other? Did any of the listed privileges, whether you chose them or not, surprise you? Why do you think we choose money? We could have easily said that each privilege was worth a token and you have five tokens. What does money represent and why does everyone start with a different amount? How do you think these privileges might lead to a young person becoming homeless? What privileges might prevent a young person from becoming homeless? How did this activity make you feel about your own privileges? I hope you will try at least one of these activities at home, if not all three of them. Again, what would you do losing your identity and privilege for sale? And spread them out, do them with a buddy, discuss your reactions. Dialogue is often the first step though it cannot be the last. So please also be sure to check out the Create the Change section of the show notes on last week's Addressless and Homelessness episode. Finally, I did promise some book titles. If you are a story person, which I think you are because you listen to this podcast. First, there's My Abandonment by Peter Rock, which is a novel inspired by a true story. It got 3.5 stars on Goodreads with over 6,600 reviews. The Motel Life by Willie Vlotten, which got 3.9 stars on Goodreads with over 3,400 reviews. Then there's Breaking Night, a memoir of forgiveness, survival, and my journey from homelessness to Harvard by Liz Murray. I want to add a disclaimer to this one. I've read none of these books, but... With the title, I have to say something. We all love a triumph story. And this title speaks to what Kevin was saying in our main episode, that the fact that some of these youth are dealing with homelessness is the least interesting thing about them. They have so much potential. And Liz Murray showed it by getting to Harvard. Then again, I want to be careful about aggrandizing only the stories of people who make it up into the prestigious places of the world. That being said, I plan to read Breaking Night out of curiosity, if nothing else. And it also got 4.19 stars on Goodreads with over 19,000 ratings. Finally, there's the memoir From the Ashes by Jesse Thistle, which got 4.5 stars on Goodreads with over 20,000 reviews. For TV fans, head to Shondaland, go back to Season 9, Episode 6 of Grey's Anatomy, the episode called Second Opinion. If you're a Grey's fan, you might remember this episode where Santa Claus, as he becomes known around the ER, pays a visit. The interns call him Santa because of his stature and his unshaven white head and face full of hair. They disregard him because he often comes in disoriented and vomiting and asking for drugs. They think he's a homeless drunk. But Dr. Joe Wilson, a series regular who we know spent parts of her life living out of her car, takes a closer look. And we, the audience, learn from it. A similar plot popped up on a recent episode of Station 19, the Firehouse spinoff of Grey's. On the episode In My Tree, which was Season 5, Episode 12, a man living unhoused comes to the Firehouse's brand new clinic. The clinic is an idea of Lieutenant Jack, who grew up in the foster care system before he, too, lived on the streets. 
and he hopes a clinic at the fire station rather than an ER with doctors and insurance and paperwork might be able to meet these people where they are. More and more stories like these are sneaking up on us in pop culture. Please don't ignore them. Choose to help. Choose to talk. Choose to understand. All of the resources that I spoke about today are listed in the show notes. Until next time, I'm Ruthie Fierberg, and this is Why We Theater. Why We Theater is a product of the Broadway Podcast Network. It's edited and mixed by Derek Gunther. If you like the show, subscribe at bpn.fm, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave a review and tell your friends. Our theme music is by Benjamin Velez. Special thanks to Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, Lee Silverman, Patrick Taylor, Wesley Birdsall, Elena Mayer, and Suzanne Chipkin. For more resources for change, info about our guests, and more, visit us at whywetheater.com. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.